Hello, beautiful. Welcome to another episode of Airdrops from Erica. That's me, Erica Cullum, intuitive life and business coach slash witch slash the human behind Collective Commons. Thank you for spending some of your valuable, precious time with me today. We're just going to be here for a few moments to give you hopefully just a little bit of respite and reflection in your day. And if this is something that resonates with you or you know someone who maybe needs to hear it, please feel free to share this with them um, and come connect with me. I'm over at collective-commons.com or on Instagram at collective.commons. So today is a little more spontaneous because like perhaps you've been feeling Ooh, the seasons are changing, and here in North America, we are really on the precipice of holiday season. So there's a lot of feels that come with that, both good and bad, and I just wanted to take a little bit of time to hold some space for that because we can have good and bad, right? This is a place for and both, not either or, and so... As we get into this time of year where, one, the days are getting darker, the weather is getting colder, but also where there's tends to just be a lot of really beautiful things, right? Like spending more time with family, being generous, um, really kind of getting back to our roots and our cultures and family traditions. There's also a lot of stress that can come with that. Um, there's you know, as much as some of us may really love our families, um, some of us also may not have those connections with our families. Or again, it's possible to, for you to love your family, but also for it to be difficult for you to be around them. And so uh, I wanted to just have a moment to remind you um, that it's okay to define or refine and really uphold your boundaries this season. Do what you need to do to protect your own peace. Do what you need to do so that you feel just comfortable being yourself. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. And I say that as someone who I realize in retrospect now did a lot of things that I didn't want to do before because I felt like I had to because that's the way it had always been done or you know that's what was expected of me and I read this really beautiful quote that punched me in the gut the other day by Lewis from Holistic Life Navigation I believe that's it and it was do I honor my capacity or do I honor my expectations? And I know for me, I was just like, whew. Uh, I don't necessarily know that I've always been aware of what my capacity is. I do know that I've always probably had very, very high expectations and that I've held on to others' expectations more than I should have or needed to. Um, if we even need to hold on to those at all. And so that was, I think, something worth remembering is really understanding what your capacity is, how you can honor yourself first and foremost, and then moving from that space. 
So this is, this is that reminder for you. Um, I know for me, my husband and I both, uh, we live in Nashville. Neither one of us are from here. And so for a long time, we spent holiday seasons traveling back and forth to go visit all of our, you know, our families overseas hours away, you know, 10 hour car trips for long weekends or whatever we could do, because I just felt like that's what was expected of me. That's, you know, that's what I was supposed to do. And when we had a child, we were like, right, we're not doing that anymore. Um, and I love my family. I love my husband's family, but wow, that was such a weight to be lifted, to not have to run around and just overextend myself trying to meet other people's expectations or trying to uphold these traditions that, you know, didn't even necessarily align with me anymore. So this is actually, so after we kind of, you know, stopped doing that, especially around Thanksgiving, um, we started hosting friends livings right? Like some people do Friendsgiving. I'd actually seen, I believe it was Jesse Eisenberg on a talk show talking about how they had thanks living because they were, uh, I think his family is vegan. And so, you know, they're not into to killing a turkey. So they were doing thanks living. So we put them together and we were doing friends living for a few years. And that was really, that was really wonderful um, to in, open up our home and make a bunch of really great vegan food and invite people over and just spend time with our, our chosen family. And then of course, when the pandemic hit that went away. And so we didn't do it last year, but last year we still like, you know, we were trying to hold on to this semblance of of what was of our, of our previous normalities. And so we made a big meal for ourselves. We, we had it just the three of us, um, five of us, if you include the animals, they got, they got food too. Uh, they eat very well here. <laughs> um, but this year we were talking about it and we aren't to a point yet where we're like comfortable because it's, it's cold here. We're not comfortable going in places yet and, you know, being around a lot of people. And so we're like, you know what, we're just, we're just not going to do anything like someone in a group that I'm in posted, like, what are you doing for Thanksgiving week? And I was like, nothing because it's a bullshit colonial holiday that celebrates stolen land, oppression, and murder. Like, is that too much for some people? Probably. Um, am I here to be boldly, radically, authentically me and help others do the same? Yes. So now I say those things. I don't just think them, I say them. And I don't, I don't know if there's a good way to celebrate Thanksgiving as it stands. Um, I, I don't really believe that there is for me. I think as we move along, we're going to try to figure out better ways that, you know, instead of just not doing anything, but better ways that we can respect and revere those that came before us. Um, you know, we, we know whose land we're on. We know that we're on stolen Cherokee land here in Nashville. Um, we've, you know, we, we talked to our child. She's five. She knows about stolen land and indigenous people. She knows that people that have giant inflatable turkeys in front of their house are probably going to buy an animal that was a baby that was killed to be food. Um, and she knows that we don't have to eat that. Um, so we don't. 
Um, and I say all this with no judgment because I know that these these are things that have taken me years to unravel and untangle from, and I'm still figuring them out. And I know how important family time is. And so please know that there is no shade or judgment for whatever you practice or whatever it is that you're doing. Um, I'm simply sharing my experience and my views on it because this is my podcast and I can, and you chose to listen to it. So thank you. Thank you for hearing me at least. Um, but yeah, so there's, there's that. And, you know, Christmas is around the corner. Oh, Christmas is another thing that, I mean, if, if it were up to me, um, would, we would do a little differently at my house, but again, we just, as we've, we've started our own family, you know, it's been really interesting to try to figure out what beliefs and what traditions do we hold on to? What things had we maybe started doing just out of habit rather than reverence? And, you know, just knowing that we can always change things. We can always do something differently. Like none of this is set in stone. There's always like, that is the beauty of this human skin suit experience is that we are capable of change and thank goodness, because I think that's so powerful and, you know, looking around at the world that we live in, I think that it's easy to see that there's a lot of places where there's room for, for positive change and new directions and growth in other ways. And so I think that's a big thing. And, you know, we even found ourselves as we were thinking about things this week, you know, another thing that gets stressful, at least for me around the holidays, especially, you know, now being a solo entrepreneur is, is money and this, this capitalist culture that we live in and how do we express our, our love and gratitude for people that we care about, um, in the most sustainable and meaningful way. And so, you know, we were talking about like, oh, do we buy stuff this week? Because everyone's having these big sales, right? And like, it's wild to me. I got an email today that today was the last day. It's Wednesday for the linear timeline folks. It's, it's the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And they were saying, this is the last day of our Black Friday sale, which Black Friday is in two more days. <laughs> Like, it's just so wild to me how, how these things work. So, I mean, I'm not having any of those sales in my business. Um, and I'm trying not to really participate in any of that. Not because, I mean, and I love a good deal, y'all. I, I really do, but it just doesn't, it doesn't feel good to me. Um, you know, we quit Amazon a couple of years ago. I had signed up for Amazon Prime in the first place because I am a last minute shopper. And so it was very convenient to be able to go to one place and buy pretty much anything and get it delivered directly to someone's door. Um, after I had a kid, it was amazing. Like Amazon just shows up and brings you whatever you need whenever you need it. Awesome. Loved that. But then I kind of started learning about Amazon and their policies and their practices and Jeff Bezos. Um, and I was just like, no. No, I can't. I can't do that anymore. So we've been Amazon free for a couple of years now. You know, for anyone out there that's thinking about doing it, let me tell you, it is totally possible and actually not that hard. 
and I save a lot of money on shit that I didn't need. And also like, oh my gosh, we bought so much trash on there that like, oh, it was really cheap. Like, oh, we'll get this, you know, like phone chargers and just stuff. It all, none of it lasted. It all sucked. Um, as our friend Dave says, buy cheap, buy twice. And so we definitely look to buy more sustainable. Yes, definitely more expensive things, but then, you know, that's the thing, right? I've had the same winter coat for 20 years. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to buy things that last that are, you know, supporting the things that we want to see in the world that are supporting fair wages and safe working conditions and, you know, no cruelty and all of those things. And so, um, just inviting you to, to drop out of that consumerism frenzy, if possible this season. And even when you're thinking about, you know, like how do you gift things to people? Think beyond stuff, right? Like none of us really need that much stuff. We can't take it with us when we go anywhere. Um, and to be honest, I don't remember most of the crap that I got when I was a kid. Um, but I do remember like the cool things that we did together as a family. I remember, you know, the traditions of baking cookies. I remember, you know, just, we used to, everyone on our street used to, um, have these like little paper bags with candles in them. And our whole street would be lit up on Christmas Eve. Like that was magical. Just, I remember the experiences and the time spent together more than the stuff. And so as much as, you know, it's like, you know, people asking my kid, like, did you write your list for Santa? And that encourages her to just come up with a lot of toys. And so we've been talking a lot about other gifts, gifts of time, of, of just being able to spend time with people, gifts of experiences, um, you know, gifts of getting to learn things like getting classes or, you know, activities, memberships to like local nonprofits, like our art museum, our botanical garden, science museum, places like that. Um, maybe you give gift cards to local restaurants. Maybe you give people plants or tools for their house or their garden. Um, you donate to causes that are really important to you or the people that you care about. Um, those go so, so far. Uh, so those are my thoughts as we enter into the holiday season. And uh, as we as we get closer to that, and I know that this time can be both stressful and lonely and overwhelming. And so over the next couple of weeks, uh, we're going to get into that a little bit. Next week, we're going to talk about, you know, this, I talk a lot about radical authenticity and letting your freaky flag fly. And so next week, I'm going to tell you it, like the biggest things that have helped me do that um, and give you a tool that can help you with that as well. And then I want to share some conversations with some people that are really near and dear to me. And, you know, I think that mm, have some really, really beautiful things to share that might be things that you need to hear as well. So whew, thanks. Thanks for that today. This has been the most unplanned, uh, podcast episode that I've made. I actually opened, uh, for my, for my esoteric folks, I opened the Akashic records of airdrops for Erica podcast for the listeners of this podcast, um, before I hopped in here and just trusted that, I don't know, something would come out. So before I leave you, one more little bit of divination 
for us. Um, we're going to do a little bibliomancy where we just open a book and see where we fall. Uh, one of my favorites here is Melanie Beattie's Journey to the Heart. Um, it's daily meditations on the path to freeing your soul. 366 because she has them for each day of the year, including if there is, it's a leap year. So we love that. And she also wrote this book when she was traveling around the, um, the West coast and especially the Southwest, which is really just all of us. I mean, she's in Idaho, Wyoming, Montana, Colorado, New Mexico, Oregon, California, Arizona, which is, I think to me, the most magical part of the country. Uh, so I don't know, something, something about today says, let's open it up and see, see what we come up with. So, um, all right. Uh, I don't want to get too much into the, the fair use, but <laughs> the, the, uh, the page that I opened up to today is called find the humor in it. And she's talking about how she called home from a trip to talk to a friend who is taking care of her parrot. And, um, she's asking how the parrot is doing. And the friend says, she's confused. I got her outside on the patio. She says hi to all the seagulls that come by and she can't figure out why they won't talk back to her. Um, and then she's talking about how this, you know, her parrot made her smile and her friend made her laugh and, you know, how laughter is so important learning to laugh, learning to find humor, either in what we're going through or despite it is a powerful tool on this journey. So the last little bit of this says, cherish the gift of humor. Life doesn't need to be so gloomy. Spirituality doesn't need to be so serious and somber. Work doesn't need to be that way either. Learn to see the humor in life. Look for it, find it, enjoy it. Surround yourself with people who like to laugh. Be around people who being around people who laugh can open us up to the power of humor in our own lives. Laughter can become contagious. There is something magnetic, something healing about being around people who let themselves laugh often. There is no situation in life that can't be improved by laughter. Sometimes humor can help us get through situations we wouldn't possibly endure without it. Sometimes laughter isn't super, super, I can't say the word, man. Sometimes it's not superficial. <laughs> Sometimes it's essential. Sometimes laughter is the next lesson we need to be learning. So may you find humor in whatever situations arise over these next few weeks. And may you uphold your boundaries and do things that feel good to you and feel aligned to what you think is best for yourself and your family. And please remember to take care of yourself and protect your own peace. And we will talk again soon. Again, thank you for listening. If you're picking up what I'm putting down, I invite you to hop on my email list. You can sign up over at collective-commons.com. It's all the way at the bottom of the page. I've also got some, I've got the free class on tapping into your intuition up there, as well as some other cool resources. I just put out a year in review exercise. It's called rewind and review, and it's a banger here to tell you. It's super easy. It's a notion template because we love notion five minute video and just a short little exercise that you can do on your own. And, uh, yeah, 
what do you have to say about what I'm talking about here? I would love to hear from you. You can head over to anchor.fm slash airdrops and leave me a voice note. Let me know what you're thinking. And if you're cool with it, I'll play it on a future episode and let's be in community. All right. Be well.